Hello and welcome to a special edition of the Computer Weekly Downtime Upload Podcast. I'm Cliff Sarin and my guest today is Han Deval, who is the global CIO of Travelex. Hans, well, welcome to the podcast and thank you very much for taking the time to, to speak to us today. Um, by way of an introduction, could you give me a little bit of background about yourself? I noticed you have a, a very interesting little boilerplate on LinkedIn, uh, which t- talks about, we were just talking about this actually, about the cha- changes and how we have to be adaptable. Uh, but your, your LinkedIn profile does kind of sum that up. <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Cliff. So, uh, thank you, uh, thank you for having me on this uh, on this show today, and um, very much looking forward to uh, yeah to give you a bit of a, a f- further insight in what we're doing. Uh, yeah, so um, about myself, I'm a, I'm a Dutch citizen. I live in the Netherlands. Uh, I've also um, has spent most of my career in the Netherlands, although um, very much in sort of international banking environment. So I worked for. Two larger global banks, um, mm. also with um, activities uh, done very much outside of, uh, you know, the Netherlands country itself. Um, I have been educated at IT, so I started my career as a programmer. Uh, you know, worked my way up uh, from from that. So that's a long time ago. Mm. Um, over time, doing different things in my organizations, I drifted away a bit from uh, from technology into other roles. But then, um, when I when I sort of reflected a bit on that uh, about five to eight years ago, I um, I felt that I had to change my career and um, you know go back to what I liked most, which is. Mm. Uh, Sort of utilizing technology for the better good of uh, of the strategy of the company of a company that I work for. Mm. Um, so it's, so it's, I, it's the um, best job I in the world, it, right? <laughs> being it is, being it in technology. Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I, so it was probably the best decision I made at the time to uh, to reinvest in myself. Um, I uh, I went back to 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 college and, uh, and classrooms and educated myself to, uh, to what's going on in the in in the in the world on technology. Uh, what I what I sort of missed uh, in in you know in a number of years from uh, from being in another role. But that's really interesting. And, it's really interesting yeah. to go back and go back you know go back to school and learn what what, what you missed out on. Uh, I mean, would you mind me asking just briefly, what were the things that you took away from, you know, following your your break from technology and coming back in? I know technology moves so fast, but if you're, you know, if you're in it every day, you sort of assume that that's, that's the normal, right? But if you've taken a break and you come back, then there, there must be quite a lot that you uh, you have to catch up on. What, what, what were the big things that you saw, of, you know, following on from your break in technology? Yeah, so I think what I I, I did kept in touch, but uh, more on the distance. And then you you, you understand concepts like uh, cloud technology. You mm. understand concepts like um, you know uh, faster application development and so. But um, I really I really was sort of a bit confused on some of the topics like um, you know what's really going on with cloud technology, especially when you. Uh, not just put your, you know, your stuff on the cloud, but actually, you know, start to leverage cloud native tooling or so. Mm-hmm. And I, I sort of, I was trying to understand it from a distance, and then I thought, well, I, I'm not really getting it, so I need to go closer. And also, um, 
uh, you know, in, in in my in my earlier stints, that we we obviously talked about um, the replica application development and end user uh, tooling and so. But if you go nowadays and look at what's possible with DevOps and um, you know integrating securities in security in uh, going to the left, integrating mm. standards and securities into your development cycle, um, uh, CI/CD deploying uh, up to hundred times a day, and so those kind yes. of things, I just couldn't grasp uh, from a distance. So I had to go in and 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 get myself educated, and uh, mm. I really enjoyed that. That was probably the, the best thing I could do. I guess I'm, I mean going back to what we were talking about earlier, which is uh, kind of like it, it was your LinkedIn profile. But one of the things that struck me is that the ability to transform and adapt and help organisations, and of course we've seen some big changes. That now, now I think the phrase is "change is the new norm." You have to adapt. You have to be ready to adapt very quickly and be very agile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what's, what's yeah, been your experience? Uh, sorry. Yeah, that, uh, I think um, that goes back to some fundamental choices that you have to make, but also uh, so make or buy. Uh, uh, what do you want to do yourself? What do you what you're relying on for sort of best of breed uh, solutions from others? Uh, but also the ability to um, to be able to integrate. So if you if you look at sort of your data model, you look at how you connect uh, into into third-party solutions, how you can make yourself uh, flexible in a way, so that you also have an option to to exit the solution and to mm -hmm. get it replaced by something else. Um, so that whole that whole fundamental sort of API type integration technology is absolutely key, key if you want to be flexible. And whether it's um, due to there's a better solution in the market or uh, you know, a party uh, is no longer the right solution for you. Um, there might be, um, you know, a merger situation that you're mm -hmm. that you're starting to to partner up with someone else, and you have to integrate with their their system. So, if that if all, all of that takes ages, then you're you're very much focused on internal, you know, uh, internal stuff rather than go to market with new strategies, et cetera. So the more you can, yeah, let's say standardize and optimize and, and be flexible with all your sort of internal mid office, back office things and can spend yeah, most of your attention, your, your, um, your talent, your key staff, your SMEs in doing things for your customers, doing things for, you know, penetrating new markets, developing new products. Yeah, that that is a that is a fundamental strength. Well, we, and, we, and, we sorry, um, we we, we yeah. spoke to you a few weeks ago. Sorry, sorry to sort of cut in yeah. there, but I was just thinking about something that um, that came up in the interview that we did a few weeks ago with you, uh, and it's about how you know when when you join a new organization and you're coming in from the outside there is there is a golden opportunity to sort of present a new way of doing things but there's also you know for want of a better phrase there's lots of legacy out there there's lots of things that uh the organization may have felt that this was you know their strategy this was their best practice and y you have to somehow 
figure out which are the things that are worth keeping and which are the things that can definitely do with some improvement. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what's your, what would be your advice to CIOs who find themselves in that situation where they do have a, a window of opportunity to make some big changes, but they can't do everything all in one go because that would be totally <laughs> against the culture yeah. of the organization, right? And, 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 and rub against, uh, make, make a lot of people very um, uncomfortable. Yeah, that's a good that's a good question, and, and I don't think there's a sort of a single answer for that. So, uh, rather than yeah, let's say um, don't don't come in and say, well, I know it all, and I, I just know what's good for you, because you need to start to learn the company. You need to start to learn, you know, what markets are they operating in, what are their key customers, what are the customers telling you, what is what does work, what doesn't work, what is competition doing, um, but also how. What are your internal, um, you know, almost like a SWOT? Yeah? So, what are what are your key strengths from from your talents, your architecture, your data model? Um, what what can you invest? Yeah? So, mm-hmm. is uh, is the company rich or is the company uh, struggling? And and uh, is uh, as, as it doesn't need all their means and money to keep the show on the road, rather than investing in new things. Um, also partner up with external parties where you can. So that's something that we at Travelex did as well. We, um, we, we, we do, I think, we spend a lot of time with our partners mm. in, in the technology space, figuring out what they can do to help us to be successful because um, it has also, there was always sort of a win-win mutual ground that you can f- think of with your with with some of your partners in your ecosystem. So yeah, I think my main advice is uh, don't come in, um, you know, pretending that you know everything better and you just uh, have the golden solution for for what the company needs. But spend uh, you know at least a good part of the first hundred days to get to know the environment, your stakeholders and, um, and also your internal, internal strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you mentioned build and buy a bit earlier. Um, and there has been a shift over the last few years in organizations trying to build more, build more expertise in certain niches in certain areas. Uh, I, you know, one example would be in data science or in AI. Mm-hmm. You know, these are hot topics. Uh, while I think the industry would like to sell you a lot of this stuff, there is still the people we speak to on Computer Weekly. They they're definitely trying to build teams to do this as well. Uh, and I I know it's a sort of balancing act, and I know that the partners have a role to play as well. Uh, but I mean, do do you see do you see this? it's sort of shifting in one direction or another direction. I, I know there's no right or wrong, but it's, it's always going to be a balance. But uh, how, how, yeah, how does it fit so with you? I think, um, I think um, a lot of these things will start to become commodities. So yeah, it's, I think what, what you see today as, a, as an extreme niche where you need high educated, um, you know, almost like a, and, you know, this, this sort of the the high intelligence of a human being to to be part of that sort of area to to get the best out of it. Mm. Uh, data science is a typical topic for that. Uh, you know, one, two years, three years later, you will see that those those skills have been 
absorbed by ongoing automation. Um, so the, the the solutions that you can subscribe to on the market from yeah, key cloud providers, mm. they actually can do things that we were not that we struck uh, that we had to spend a lot of time on three years ago to develop ourselves and yes. now you can just get them done and uh, um and, and look at how GT, gpt is developing uh, since the launch on november yeah well, i was going to ask you about mind, it but you mentioned it that's mind-blowing i mean so so yeah don't so even for me it's um i can't i can't wholeheartedly say that I need to do those things myself now, uh, uh, that that's the same a year from now, because the world might be completely different. What mm -hmm. I need to do in terms of coding today to develop a new feature on our mobile app, a new, um, uh, you know, a new product, that might be something that I can ask a tool to do next in, in, in a year from now. Yes, yeah. Um, I mean, I think there's also uh, this idea that uh, I mean, it, it ties in with DevOps, uh, but and it ties in with continuous integration and, and development. But but this idea that you are building things to change at every possible level. So you may do some stuff internally, but at some point you you take that and hand it over, or you get a third party to or a partner to to develop that stuff, or you buy off the shelf because it is a better solution for you compared mm -hmm. to what you developed internally, right? No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so the, 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 but then you need to have some very good strengths in architecture, security, data modeling, integration, mm. um, because, because that makes, that makes you be, uh, allows you to do that. So if you, uh, if you have those sort of key areas under control, then you feel like you're controlling if you do things yourself or externally or a mixture and 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 connect things in easily and mm -hmm. that i think that's probably how you see a, a cio of these days is that you have a, a small sort of key team that's that takes care of those capabilities so it's architecture data security integration um, and maybe change delivery, project management, mm. communication. So that, that sort of that side, and then everything else. Yeah, it's um, it's either under the CIO or it's federated in the organization. That you know, divisions and business units can do things themselves. Yes. Yeah. Or uh, it's a third party. Um, but but you need to have some sort of oversight and 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 a, and a governance structure and how you do that. Mm. I know that when we, when Computer Weekly spoke to you last, actually, there was yeah. uh, something you mentioned around data, and I, I'm sort of reading between the lines, but it seems like it's a way of sharing data across the organisation and using the cloud to help you achieve that. Is that something that you can talk about? Well, if you look at Travelex, then. Um... Uh, the Traflex is still, from a data data perspective, is still very much in you know in a, in a I would say in a prehistoric stage, but it's very much in a, in how it used to be mm. 10, 15 years ago. So there is um, 
um, there's sort of a data warehouse structure where they where data is fed into from sources very much on a batch basis so next day or sometime so it's not it's not real time but it's sort of in a batch mode fed into mm -hmm. a data warehouse uh, there are pre-developed reports where um, you know uh, organizations part of the organization users subscribe to so they get a report every day every yes. week every month um, and then if they want something new then they raise a request to IT and then there are some guys developing a new report so it's very traditional so, a traditional data very traditional, warehouse yeah, yeah exactly and um, um, what we're trying to do now is to bring it back into sort of a modern age where we um, uh, you know, we 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 develop a uh, a data platform, cloud-based, using cloud native technology, mm. uh, data pipelines, and using data as a product. So we we adopting the um, data mesh architecture principles, mm. developing data as a product, uh, having business owners owning that product, but also allowing users and yeah, well-educated users to to develop their own you know, dashboards or run their own queries rather than having to go to a technology department to develop something for them and then it ends up in a backlog and you get something three months later by the time you don't need it anymore. Mm, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because um, I spoke to a CIO a few months ago about uh, what's the most valuable thing in the organization. I mean, it's data. Uh, mm. but they are application agnostic as long as they have access to the data they will figure out you know let's take a crm system that's an easy one right but you know you have one crm system it's basically customer records it might be in a slightly different format but you can then move to another crm system you still get the same application functionality it might be a bit more but as long as you have your core set of your core databases you can still use the product, right? I mean, it's yeah. going to be a different, you know, there's a transformation, but you effectively have your data and you can move that customer data around. So you become, you're separated from the actual application itself or the enterprise software that, that you, you're using. Yeah. No, that goes back to my earlier point. So if you, if you have a strong architecture function, integration, security, data, sent in a central sort of oversight, then... Yeah, you you can you are better off when you're when you want to change from let's say one CRM system to the other, or you have multiple CRM systems. If you acquire a company into your overall, and so if you uh, into your into your enterprise and that company comes in with a different CRM system, then it doesn't necessarily needs to be you know um, consolidated into the into the same system all, all at once. You can still leverage that sort of diverse mm. uh, architecture as long as you have some some key uh, key standards. Yes, I agree yeah. with that. Um, yeah, but I also agree about the importance of data. I'm not I'm not sure if in Travelex it's the most important assets. It's probably our people mm. and and our cash, but just because what we do. But uh, data is very much part of that sort of three parties of uh, of of importance. Absolutely. <laughs> um, what, what would be uh, just as, as we sort of get get to the end of the uh, interview but um, what, what would be your advice to those people who are on a sort of sort of IT career path and 
you know, they're thinking, well, do I stick with IT? Do I really want to be a CIO or, or, or in that sort of position? <laughs> or should I stick with what I know best, you know, <laughs> or, or leave the industry totally? You know, it's, um, there are lots of choices these days for what, you know, and particularly as we are now in a sort of hybrid work mode and people mm. have a lot more time to think about, well, what do I want out of, you know, life and work and stuff like that? And I mean, I, IT is, is, is one of those professions where you, you know, potentially can work in, 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 in different locations if, if you need to. Yeah, yeah. So, no, I, I, what can I say? I mean, it's definitely attractive to... Um, uh, to have that flexibility of working anywhere. I, I, there are companies, uh, uh, I think GitLab is a good example, but there mm. are many of like those that don't have an office anymore. They just they just work very much as and where possible. And mm. you have these um, this tech nomads that are um, you know spending uh, the summertime at the beach in Portugal and the wintertime <laughs> they... Uh, they go to um, you know places where they can um, where they can snowboard. Yeah. And uh, and 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 they are still working uh, very much, you know, for for the for the company where they work for. So, yeah, I think I think technology helps that. Um, I, I I'm not sure if it's just IT where you can do that. It might also be possible for other other roles. But uh, yeah, I think in itself IT is a is a good driver for that. Is a good enabler for that. And um, I think for me, it's it's what I like about. I'm quite curious as a person. So, um, and if you have that sort of, if that's some one of your one of the things in your character, then um, yeah, technology and IT is uh, is still very much a very attractive place because the, the world is changing so fast and continuously to change so fast. And um, I like to see also the social element of it. So like you, you, we just talked about GPT, um, but that's amazing, right? So if you see what's possible with that, how how things, how fast it goes, how we as human beings need to try to to keep up with that and 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 think about you know the way that is going to impact not just you know, what we do in terms of writing an article or writing mm. a, a paper, but in overall, how it's going to help us to to be more efficient, more effective. Um, there are some very much also some 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 dark sides of it that we need to think about and, mm. and, and need to think about how that's how we're going to control that. So, yeah, there's um, it's so keeping keeping yourself busy in your mind about those sort of themes and you're curious about what's happening and how you can how you can leverage that how you can help to shape the future yeah i think for that technology and it is very much still you know a great place to um, to be part of well hans thank you very much for taking part in today's podcast and thank you very much for listening goodbye